broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. Great news for the American people. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert, featuring Stephanie Bell, News Director Brian Houseworth, John Marsh, and Hannah the Producer. This is why we listen to you. Get ready, pal. And now, here's your host, Brandon Rathert. He was sentenced to 25 years. He saved, served 11 to 16 years. I don't know. They can't remember the exact number. But in actuality, um, his weapons might have been used to kill Americans. But he has not killed Americans. Uh, Congresswoman Jackson out of Texas. Come on. They're just talking about the Brittany Griner, uh, Victor Bolt swap. The guy. Remember, his nickname was the Merchant of Death. We've got Paul Whelan, a retired Marine, sitting in Russia for over four years now, and they bring an WNBA player home. Uh, now, here's what the administration is saying. Maybe there's some truth to it, but they're saying, listen, they never even put this Paul Whelan on the table. We had to get somebody. Maybe there is some truth to that. But you have these uh, people like Congresswoman Lee saying, well, come on, guy wasn't that bad. This Victor Boot, the merchant of death who we traded for an NBA, for a WNBA player, he wasn't that bad. He didn't kill any Americans or anything. That's in, and and I play that not just because it's so shockingly stupid, but to give you some. That is undoubtedly through and through the mindset woven through the brain of these progressives, these far left progressives. Well, this guy he didn't kill any Americans, so it can't be that bad. Meanwhile, the best part of all of this has been the reaction from Russia over the weekend. Now, Stephanie and I have been since day one. Since the tragic events of January the 20th of 2021, what have we said about our presence on a worldwide stage? It's not been good. No, it's not good. And that was one of the first things that made us nervous. And we've seen it over and over again. These aren't just some we're just talking about. Spoke fun at the guy. We want the president to do well. We want the country to do well. Unfortunately, that's not what is happening. But every time they go on a worldwide stage... Man, we just lose this 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 luster that is the United States of America. We just we lose it. He goes somewhere and licks on an ice cream cone and says, "Oh, I got better things to do than go see the invasion at the southern border." Uh, that's what he does, and the, these people are thinking, thinking just like, "Well, he didn't kill anybody." So on the worldwide stage, we look bad. Russian state TV, uh, they're laughing at us, uh, and. They brought up something really interesting. Uh, they said uh, Americans consider this Paul Whelan, the guy who is still there, consider him a hero. Here's his problem. This is Russian state TVs. Well, he's white, he's a cisgender, and he's a dude. And, you know, I hate to say it. Hate to say it. But when you hear comments like Congresswoman Ms. Lee just made and the stupidity from that far side of the aisle... You go, yeah, you know, this all, it really does make sense. Uh, but no, we got to get the black lesbian girl uh, instead of the white cisgender guy. Administration says Paul Whelan, though, never on the table. Welcome out of the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Stephanie Bell is back. Good morning. By the way, uh, congratulations. Steph- we, John, it cursed me. We've missed a marketing opportunity here over the years at the radio station. Isn't that what we're all about? Right, and we missed it. Uh, so for the years we've known Stephanie Bell, she's uh, an attorney with Ellinger & Associates, and they enjoy even actually some worldwide acclaim, national acclaim. As a matter of fact, Mark Ellinger, just he got awarded a pretty, uh, pretty prestigious award. Yeah, 2022 Republican National Lawyers Association Lawyer of the Year. 
For the entire country. For the entire country. Pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Real impressive. Real impressive. Uh, so Mark Ellinger, Ellinger and Associates, and now they're putting they're putting another name up there on the sign. Ellinger oh. and Ellinger Bell. Ellinger Bell. Woohoo! Yay! So here's here's the by the way, big round of applause. Thank much you. much deserved. But we've missed an opportunity here on the show over the years because it's <laughs> Always, you know, hey, we got Mid-Missouri as producer Hannah and John Marsh and Brian Houseworth and Stephanie Bell. Is this one of those ways that you can spin someone else's accomplishments to make it about you? No, no, it's not about <laughs> me at all. But you want a law firm name? No, it should have been uh, Wake Up Mid-Missouri with producer Hannah, John Marsh, Brian Houseworth, and associate. <laughs> We've never called you an associate on the show. Right. And we should have been. Uh, producer Hannah is here. Good morning. Mr. Marsh, how was your weekend? Good, good. Matter of fact, went to a Christmas party with uh, Mr. Ellinger yesterday. And how was the party? It was good. Very nice. Uh, yesterday, Chiefs and Broncos. Intercepted. Picked off by Willie Gay. And Gay is going to take it all the way. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, if I walked away from that game after the first half, I want to bring in uh, Lindsay. From the uh, from the food bank, this is who we do our uh, our big food drive every year. The food bank of Central and Northeast Missouri. It's the ninety three nine the Eagle KWOS Commerce Bank one for one holiday food drive. This is coming up uh, two days from now. And Lindsay uh, Lopez, who is the executive uh, director there, Lindsay Young Lopez. Uh, if I were to ask you, you watched the first half of the Chiefs game, what would you have thought after the first half? I thought it was, you know, in the back. Yeah. And then after you watch the whole game, what's your synopsis of the game now? Just thank goodness they won. (laughs) (laughs) Marsh, is that pretty accurate? Very accurate. Yeah, it it feels pretty accurate. Chiefs tearing it up. Patrick Mahomes, 350 yards through the air. Three touchdowns, unfortunately, three interceptions. Uh, Still cruising in the AFC West, but as far as the AFC, the home field advantage throughout the playoffs now right now still belongs with Buffalo because of the record and the tiebreaker over the Chiefs. Let's go, Chiefs. Let's go. Wake up, Mid-Missouri, something we've been doing for a lot of years now. It's our annual one-for-one holiday food drive with Commerce Bank. This is benefiting the Food Bank of Central and Northeast Missouri. It's coming up on uh, Wednesday. And our guest hanging out with us uh, now to talk about it and the importance of this and how you can get involved, Lindsay Young-Lopez, president and CEO. Uh, What do we need to know this year? Well, we need the help more than we've ever needed it before. That's that's just the honest truth. The last few years have been hard for everyone. And this year in particular, we're serving 15,000 more people each month than we were compared with last year. So that, month over month, 15,000 people more the month this month of December compared to last year. Correct. Staggering numbers. Wow. Really telling about what we're seeing currently. So, and we'll, so like, for example, I'm doing this to make it real. I don't want to get political here, but a, a real life consequence of what's happening is 15,000 people more per month now that are needing help. 
yeah. from from the food bank. Yeah, and certainly we never make it political yeah. either. We're just reporting the facts. 15,000 yeah. more people yeah. per month. And you can draw conclusions. You know, yeah. that there's economic uncertainty and gas prices are higher. And so that drives up the need. And, and, and yeah, that's why I'm trying to stay away from the politics. But you see, these are real life consequences. And that's why we ask for people to help. Because a lot of these folks, a lot of times, it's through no doings of their own. Uh, by the way, this, this uh, what they do here is not just handing out food every day it's food and some 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 help a hand up i think is the phrase so our event gets underway wednesday how can we help on wednesday so on wednesday you can come out to columbia mall in columbia you can come out to orshalin now buck height in jefferson city stop by between 6 a.m and 6 p.m drop off a contribution of food drop off uh, a contribution of, of funds and um just help us to to help those in need in, in this community also uh every year man the columbia professional firefighters they've been helping us out inside columbia magazine and for uh, for years, it was always, you know, hey, uh, canned goods, dry box goods, rice, possible, what have you. But uh, now it really is all about the cash. It really is. The food bank, because of the resources we have, we can do so much more with the monetary contributions. Um, for every $1 that we take in, it helps us to provide the equivalent of at least four meals to people in need. So we can stretch those resources a long, long way. So, and it's the... Uh, and we take the food too. We do. We, as a matter of fact, Absolutely. we have trailers set up out there. Whether you're at Orschlands and Jeff City, the mall in Columbia, we have the big trailer and a uh, big, uh, big brouhaha. We have the semi to load the food up on. But it really is like even a twenty-five, just a simple twenty-five dollar donation. Uh, is uh, is huge. It goes a long way, you know. And speaking to the fact that we're serving more people, it's costing us more yeah. to to serve more people too. So we're spending three times more to purchase food than we did pre-COVID. Our transportation costs are two to three times higher than they were previously too. And I'm glad you said that because again, we're not trying to get political, but we see. So you can hear on the news, for example, as the director of the food bank, I can hear on the news. Okay, this is happening. Uh, supply chain issues, fuel prices the economy this stuff is real for you guys because then you a couple of months later you start seeing the reality. i mean it's like a tangible this is a tangible piece of evidence this is what happens when this is what's happening that's exactly right so as a consumer you walk into the grocery store you walk into a retailer you're seeing certain things that you're accustomed to to purchasing that just aren't there we are experiencing that on a much much larger scale the lead time to purchase things is much longer. Um, truckloads that we are purchasing are getting diverted to retailers who need them. I mean, it's it's really? just, it's really kind of wild out so, there right now. So you're saying there's foods that are going, uh, supposed to be going to uh, charities like the Food Bank of Central and Northeast Missouri. But then you get a, a Walton family member saying, hey, we need that progressive soup over here at the Walmart. Can you bring it here instead? It's just a little bit of the wild, wild west out there right now. And I'm not calling out any retailers right, yeah, at all. And yeah. Especially, um, you know, Walmart has a distribution center in Moberly that provides us with lots and lots of food. I think everyone is tightening up just their inefficiencies as well. So it's just kind of the perfect storm for everybody right now. And uh, again, I can't stress enough, we're, we're hoping that things turn around at some point. And if they don't, that's why... Wednesday, join us at Orschlands in Jefferson City or the mall. There's going to be other ways you can make uh, cash donations. Lindsay Young Lopez, uh, President and CEO of the Food Bank, coming up this Wednesday. It's happening this Wednesday. The Food Bank of Central and Northeast Missouri. We're doing our annual. 
Commerce Bank one-for-one holiday food drive inside Columbia Magazine. Professional firefighters, $25. You donate $25, uh, that's 100 meals. Uh, Lindsay joining us this morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Lindsay, how are you fixed for volunteers this year? That's always a challenge, too, isn't it? Yeah, I really appreciate you asking. You know, during COVID, we had to suspend our volunteer workforce. Volunteers are just golden to us. You know, in effect, volunteers double our workforce. Cost savings to us in a typical year is about $2.7 million. So we had to suspend that volunteer workforce. We welcome them back. People aren't returning at the same kind of rates as pre-COVID. Um, so it's, it's times like this where we can put the word out. We've got wonderful volunteer opportunities that people can do team building for corporate purposes, um, just with family too. So we encourage people to reach out and we've got lots of great ways to help. And if somebody does want to help, maybe they're, uh, and hopefully they're going to take part in the food drive coming up on Wednesday, 25 bucks provides a hundred meals. But if folks want a team building work stuff, want to volunteer, what's the best way somebody uh, get in touch with you? Best way to find out anything about the food bank, either if you want to help us in some capacity or if you need help with securing food, go to our website. That's sharefoodbringhope.org. Sharefoodbringhope.org. Uh, Lindsay Young-Lopez, anything else that you would like to add before we let you go? Just this is one of our favorite days of the year. We're so grateful to all of the Zimmer stations and other sponsors. And for anybody who can help us this year, um, we can take those resources. And, and there will be so many people who will receive them that will be really grateful. They'll get to do the simple thing of sitting down and having a meal, $25 donation, 100 meals. You don't even have to donate 25 bucks, whatever you can Wednesday. Uh, Lindsay, thank you so much. Uh, our guest this morning, Lindsay Young-Lopez from the uh, Food Bank of Central and Northeast Missouri, talking about our big thing coming up on Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. All right, coming up five minutes from now, um, Morning Bell Business News. A little twist only. Stephanie Bell has. What do you got for us, Steph? I recently heard this from a Boone County elected representative, which I thought was good. If you don't have a seat at the table, you're on the menu. Who's on the menu in D.C.? What business person this week? Five minutes from now here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri featuring Brandon Rathers. Opinions on social issues? We throw those around too. Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle. morning it's 8 26 time for the morning bell business news little twist only stephanie bell can get you it is going to be a busy week the stock futures right now are up but we were getting going to get a lot of news that has sent the stock market in different directions depending on uh the day so we will have uh the feds going to announce another rate hike wednesday we'll get cpi information this week on inflation um and, and again sometimes when the cpi comes down the market likes it, sometimes not. So it's going to be a busy week. And also, uh, so someone said this at a meeting and they said, hey, you need to 
you know, be involved, get involved. You need a seat at the table because if you don't have a seat at the table, you're on the menu. And I loved that. I like it. Uh, and someone is going to be on the menu tomorrow in Congress. So uh, Sam Bankman Freed, uh, SBF with his FTX disaster, um, has, uh, you know, Congress is in on it now. Apparently they sent him a subpoena, said, give us all your stuff. He actually on Twitter has said, I'd be open to testifying. But he said, I don't have access to any of my data. None of my personal, like, where's your data, bro? Um I don't know. So he's saying, I might not be able to answer all the questions, which I think is just hedging. Um, and whether or not he will actually testify tomorrow is still up in the air. But um, Congress will be holding a hearing on FTX. And I think I think it'll spark a larger discussion about crypto in general, which I still don't fully understand and have a lot of questions about. So I might tune in for this one, actually. Well, it's like me, like with crypto, I, I have no interest, probably mostly because I have cash and a debit card. And a credit card. But do you have a Venmo? I don't have a Venmo <laughs> account. Um, <clears throat> so I have that stuff. But yeah, I don't understand the crypto. Like, So, oh, me and my friend Stuart, we went to lunch at a chain restaurant a couple of weeks ago. And we got talking about crypto. And we're talking about how it's it's crap, apparently. I, get, I don't know. People are making money off, but nobody's really using it. And the few people that are using it, from what I understand, they're using it for seedy purposes okay that's the apparently one of the things i've learned i'm not saying everybody does it just my understanding it's people used, also use cash for seedy purposes that's true um so we asked the the manager at the steakhouse down on 63 like hey uh can i pay with bitcoin and the guy said no <laughs> um so we started asking him like well then what good is bitcoin for He's, uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to still sell steaks, dude. We're going to have to get an expert on the show to explain crypto to us. Also, some sad news in Jefferson City. I had heard this rumor for a couple of weeks, but it is confirmed. Dick's Sporting Goods is going to close. It's been there for about 10 years. Um, also, sad news. They're not going to have like a big going out of business sale. So if you're hoping to get your Lulu or do they even sell Lulu? I don't know. Your Under Armour uh, for on sale at Dick's. They said no, because obviously they've got one here um, in Columbia and they got one at the lake. They're just going to move their inventory elsewhere so it, it will close uh, at the end of the year and that's the morning bell business news a little twist only stephanie bell can uh, give you coming up five minutes from now a uh, member of congress new member of congress freshman goes dc to get an apartment he gets turned down how come we have this story coming up five minutes from now dysfunctional this is wake up mid missouri on 93.9 to our conversation about our commitment to impartiality, to transparency, and to accountability. If it's okay with all of you, I'd like to read you something I personally wrote as I thought about these issues. And I'm also going to tweet it out right now. I want to start by making something very clear. We don't consider p- political viewpoints, perspectives, or party affiliation in any of our policies or enforcement decisions. Period. Impartiality is our guiding principle. Well, that's not what an investigation by Barry Weiss and Matt Taibbi is saying. That is Twitter, former head of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, two years ago, November, Congress, show, hey, we don't show favoritism, we don't show that. Well, apparently there is a bevy of documents that are saying, oh, yeah, not only were employees at Twitter working with Democrats, Democrats were in touch. So apparently, and I'm kind of simplifying it, but Democrats could call Twitter and say, hey, man, there's a story. Can you kind of knock this down? But basically changing the algorithm so some stories would get 
more coverage. Some stories would get less. And guess what we're finding, according to these results from these uh, Twitter files, is that, yes, Twitter was absolutely coming down on conservatives, especially blocking content, uh, affecting how the, the algorithms and everything uh, would run. So even though if you've got a, a, a viewpoint that might be accurate, if it didn't agree with uh, what a, a far-left Democrat said, it was getting the kibosh. And this includes the New York Post story on the detailings of Hunter Biden's laptop that showed he potentially was using his name. Uh, that they, they were using the Biden name for political and financial gain. Remember, that was the big story that Twitter said, ah, this is not factual. And it was very, very factual. So according to these documents from Taibbi and Weiss, Apparently, this stuff was uh, it was going on, but Democrats could call Twitter and say, hey, can you fix this? For Are me? we expecting more documents? Like, they keep dropping in, like, little tranches every couple of days. And it, I think they've gotten more serious because what people, initially Democrats, they kind of fell into a trap because they saw the first stuff and they're like, oh, we were they were just communicating with the Biden campaign. That's not the government. Nothing to see here. And then Taibbi's like, oh, I, I got some more for you. And, <laughs> Hold my beer. And I think the ones he just dropped, I think, whatever last thursday it does show that there were well it shows twitter employees talking about meetings with actual government entities and that is concerning um and so i wonder if there's still more to come and by the way and twitter they can block whatever they want they, they don't have to give you or me they don't have to give us freedom of speech they are not a government entity they don't have to do that they can block stuff they can change those algorithms to however they want doesn't matter uh, not a government entity, but when you lie about it and you when you work with when you're in effect you, you you're a, a, a campaign arm for one party, especially the sucky party. When it's not my party, then it's a problem. If you were doing it for my party, maybe not such a big problem. So apparently, and and again, this goes back to haven't there been some people saying that for a while now that Twitter and the. This morning uh, is a true story, and I think about this all the time, not just with Twitter, but like with a lot of uh, big tech. This morning, I was looking for the latest, because here's a name I hadn't heard for a while, and I was wanting to get an update on, Paul Pelosi. Hey, everybody got excited about that for about a week or so. What's going on there? Has any more come out about the mysterious circumstances in which you open the door and all that? And maybe there's not, but let's. what's the truth? And I... Man, I typed in Paul Pelosi, latest Paul Pelosi, and up pops a, a, on the Google thing, uh, up pops a recipe. Did you mean the recipe for pickled banana holiday bread? No, I meant what happened with Paul Pelosi's case? I don't know anything about pickled banana bread for the holidays. I, I, and it could just be me, but I swear to you, that stuff happens a lot where I'm searching for something. How good was your spelling? <laughs> and what you're trying to search. That is a very valid question. That is a fair question. Uh, because there is something to that. Welcome into the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Stephanie Bell is back, by the way, in case you missed the good news. Uh, we are celebrating her personally. She got uh, uh, Mark Ellinger, Ellinger and Associates, has uh, put a shingle with Stephanie's name out for Is it out there yet on, on the office? Uh, no. It, it's official as of January 1, and okay. so the firm will be renamed from Ellinger and Associates to Ellinger Bell. Um, and yes, we are in the process of updating a lot of things. It's kind of a pain. We're excited for Thank you. you. Uh, not surprised, but super excited. Uh, there's Mr. John Marsh. Good morning. Highlight of your weekend? Whew. 
Yep. Uh, Hannah. <laughs> Chiefs victory. How's Chiefs that? Chiefs victory. We'll take it, man. We'll take it. Hannah, what about you? Best part of your weekend? I got to have dinner with some family on Saturday night, yeah. and I got to catch up on some sleep this weekend. Uh, I was working all weekend, basically. Same. Watching TV. Trying to find out the stuff. So I was trying to. That's not what you told me earlier. What did I say earlier? You said that you slept on the couch oh, I, all weekend. I did nothing but lay down and not talk to people and rested. But when I wasn't doing that. Oh, okay. I was watching TV trying to see what people like MSNBC and CNN and ABC and CBS were saying about these Twitter files. This is on the TV. Uh, just nothing from nowhere. Nobody. Uh, talking about the Twitter files. So There's make- people listening in their cars right now that are very upset with you. For what? They think that their signal's like going out or something. I think... But they're going, it sounds way better. <laughs> and I think you just needed to adjust your rabbit ears, and then maybe you could have gotten something. Come on, dang it, I can't get this. Adjust what? Rabbit ears. <laughs> Antennas. Oh. Yeah. Old people stuff? Uh, stuff that kids wouldn't understand. Yeah, it's old yeah. people stuff. Uh, so anyhow, so uh, nobody else has talked about it, but I did catch this. This has got to be kind of embarrassing. Stephanie actually covered this in the Morning Bell. Uh, well, it's been over a month now following the midterms, November uh, the 8th. Talked about first ever. Um, I can't remember what, gen- was it a Gen Z? First member of Generation Z. I think that's right. To be elected to uh, to Congress. His name is Maxwell Frost, and he was elected to represent uh, Florida's 10th Congressional District. So we know a couple weeks ago, incoming 4th Congressional District Congressman Mark Halford was here talking about uh, the orientation process and all that. And so this kid, Maxwell Frost, he's going through it too. And one of the things you do, well, if I'm going to be working here now, I guess I'm also going to be living here now. Uh, goes out to get an apartment. Didn't get it. And then Boohoo's on Twitter about it. How come he didn't get it? Uh, because he quit his job to run for Congress, and he said, well, it cost me a lot of money, and I racked up a lot of debt. You know what? Guess what? If I quit my job today, decided I, decided I wasn't going to work for a year, and it affected my credit such that then when I went to apply for an apartment, I didn't get it. Yeah, exactly. That sounded like a Boohoo. Right, I wouldn't be whining about it on Twitter. That sounded like a cat dying or a door that needs some WD-40 on its hinges. Most- John, are you okay over there? Yeah, I'm guilty as charged. That was my chair. Oh, <laughs> oh never mind. But most people, <laughs> honest, man, it stinks. Most people don't have the luxury to just quit their job and go do whatever they want for a year or more, and then expect the same things. And and I would also say. Not only does this mean that he is, you know, makes poor financial decisions, I would say, um, but also a lot of times if you're young, you can get a co-signer, like a guarantor on your lease to qualify if your uh, credit is bad. Um, and I think I, I think for one of my first apartments, I didn't have not that I had bad credit, although I made some shopping mistakes. Um, <laughs> I had too many shopping credit cards when I was young, as we all do. But like he doesn't have one other person in his life who is uh, legitimate and can can't co-sign for him um i would think uh so anyway i think this is all a stunt on his behalf because he's like his his twitter's like congress is only for people with money already look at me i can't even get an apartment and he's just it's all a publicity stunt well and aside from credit scores any apartment that i've lived in you have to submit pay stubs to prove that you can you know afford your rent every month 
usually it's both because not only do you have to show that you're you have enough income going forward to pay your rent which is what he would be able to show with his con- congressional pay i assume but you also have to show that you're not an idiot with the money that you make <laughs> and have a bad credit score and not i will say not everyone who has a bad credit score is an idiot but it does is sometimes a predictor of poor financial decision making um and also there are really not if you do have you know a lot of people get into credit issues i will say for medical expenses and that is a common thing and it's sad and it's unfortunate prices of healthcare. we can go there another day but there are if you do have a bad credit score and, and it got there kind of legitimately you had a real issue there are there are services out there that can help you rehabilitate your credit score um it's called which, rehab Go to rehab. <laughs> no, not that kind of rehab. But uh, so, I mean, again, I think there are a lot of solutions for this. And he wanted this to happen so he could get out there and be like, look at me. I'm poor and housing and ugh. Uh, he said, I just applied to an apartment in D.C. where I, t- I was told uh, the guy told me my credit was really bad. So his credit was so bad he could not get an apartment in Washington, D.C. And kind of to Stephanie's point, one of our texters, 874-9390. That freshman dude, just like AOC. Yep. He comes to town. No credit. And did his credit, and that's what I want, a bad credit? Is this just in the year running up to the election? Or was were there some other things going on before that? I don't know. But it's just a question that popped into my head. He comes to town broke with no credit, cannot afford an apartment, and then cries about the man keeping him down. Then the libtards come out and give him money, and soon he is fleshed out. And I want to know, how much was this apartment rent? that he Was he like trying to get like some $2,000 a month luxury apartment? I'm sure it was. And I would survey the number of folks who are like Missouri House members, Missouri Senate members, who find like a family member that lives in mid-Missouri and just lives in their basement for like a couple hundred bucks um, or finds a friend that can take them in because they can't, they don't, they can't, you know, our lo- our Missouri elected representatives can't afford a second mortgage when they're in town um, or a second apartment payment. And they do something that's smart because, hey, you know, the smart choice is, hey, maybe I have a friend that I could stay with for cheaper. And maybe, you know, I don't need a luxury apartment and maybe I don't need to get on social media and whine about this. Um, you know, conservatives care about money. They make smart decisions, I feel like. And we could go pull our people in our state house of people who do not, who have not applied for a luxury apartment in Jeff City. Uh, median rent in D.C. is $2,600, according to online real estate marketplace Zillow. I don't know what the, online, I don't know what the median rent is in mid-Missouri. I do know we, uh, in relation to affordable housing in Jefferson City, we were looking at some properties in Jefferson City earlier this morning here on the, uh, on the show, uh, and we were seeing places five to six hundred bucks a month, which I'm like, that's pretty affordable. Yeah. I would say so. I mean, it's not my $185 a month Kirksville rent that I paid in college, but... All right, coming up a few minutes from now, uh, here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, we're going to be doing some leftovers. A couple of things that we didn't get a chance to get to on the show uh, today. We're going to cover that five minutes from now, and then it's the Gary Nolan Show. Wake Up Mid-Missouri, featuring Brandon Rathers. Team Wake Up Mid-Missouri, your favorite morning show, 93.9 Eagle. Here's a big old serving of leftovers. Enjoy. 
All right, leftovers here on the show. Some of the things we didn't get to get into the show today because of time constraints. Uh, and today, leftovers, we find Rick in the refrigerator holding a dish of leftovers. Rick, welcome to the show. What do you have for us? Well, you know, this Keystone Pipeline, which Joe Biden shut down, made it non-existent, suddenly had a big oil spill. Uh, the, yeah, the over in Kansas. Spill. Yeah, the big the big oil spill, which is in southern or northern Kansas, is suspected because the federal government allowed those companies to raise the pressure to above safe levels so that they could move more oil. And furthermore, they're still digging trenches, welding pipe together, and making this pipeline. Mm -hmm. They're just not doing it with federal money. Everybody lied to us about this. Absolute lies. Nobody's going to tell us the truth anymore. And it's horrible. And you didn't see that on TV this weekend. I uh, did see very little of it, but yeah, this is in Washington, Kansas. Rick, thank you for the phone call. Uh, so if you're in Kansas City, basically you go a little north, three hours to the west, you'll run into a town called Washington, Kansas. Uh, about 14,000 barrels of crude. It's about half more than half a million gallons uh, of crude oil over the uh, weekend. But you're right, and here's the thing, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but because of the lies we get from the administration, you know, like the border is secure and things like that, uh, their reputation precedes them. Uh, and it's fair to ask questions like that. Okay, what do you got, Stephanie? Well, you got anything in your refrigerator today for leftovers? Um, not really. No. Mm. I think we got it all. No, so, we oh, sure did not. We, what we didn't get, uh, this was interesting, State Representative Michael Davis filed legislation seeking to repro- reproach U.S. Senator Roy Blunt because uh, he didn't like the way he voted on uh, everything. Yeah. Okay. W- what is like the trying to dunk on Senator Blunt? I don't know. We got leaving. some cranky just... folks last week. And I get it. People like Roy Blunt, they don't like him, and they criticize us every time he's on the show. Why didn't you ask him this? Why didn't you ask you that? Well, if you're laying asphalt on the road and I'm coming to your job, I am in no way going to try to pretend like I know how to do your job or what it is that you have to do. And that's kind of, why didn't you ask him this? Well, see, we only get X amount of time. And why didn't you press him on, on this? Well, because that vote was two years ago. And I get it. And I respect that. You don't like Roy Blunt? Uh, that's fine. Um, but Scott Fawn from Missouri Times, he was on here and talking about Roy Blunt's final um, floor speech. Uh, and I don't know. So the guy's career is uh, done. So what is the point of filing legislation to reproach, which basically is bad, Roy? We didn't like how you voted. Uh, I don't. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I mean, don't know you what the get of that is, you but. get elected. To go do something good for your constituents, and this is this is all you got. This is your priority. Like what on earth? Yeah, it's just. Uh, and here's the thing. This is uh, passing shot. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Passing shot. It's like there's there's in my mind. Uh, there's just no need to do this. I guess maybe if you were still in office, do something then. If you know, but to do it. Now, uh, because, you know, people say, well, you got to be tough on this. You got to do this. And those people have never served uh, as a legislator in Washington, D.C., nor have I. 
No. I don't know what it's uh, like. Senator Bunt will be seek- speaking to SEMO graduates this weekend, actually. He'll be in town offering advice to the youths. That's where I dropped out of school. Southeast <laughs> Missouri State. Marsh, anything in your fridge? That's pretty much it. I think we got it covered. Well, how about that? Something's wrong then. We can never, ever do everything on the show again because then we run out of stuff uh, for uh, leftovers. Uh, yeah, that's it. Gary Nolan show is coming up just minutes from now. I do want to remind you, coming up Wednesday, it's a 93.9, the Eagle 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS, Commerce Bank 141 Holiday Food Drive. This benefits the Food Bank of Central and Northeast Missouri, covers 32 counties, over 100,000 uh, people doing this with Inside Columbia Magazine, professional firefighters. We're going to be uh, collecting donations. Equipment share is helping us out. Missouri Pork Association, Don Nicodem, and those folks, they're helping us out, too. That is coming up on Wednesday. You can come to Orschland in Jeff City. You can come to the mall in in Columbia. You can drop off food, cash donations. We'll be best. Nolan's next. See ya. Bye.